Welcome to Politicus, the only podcast that discusses politics and public service from the Portuguese-American perspective. Here we discuss everything from federal policy, local issues, and U.S.-Portugal relations with the goal of driving more discussion and awareness of the issues affecting our nation, our community, and what we as Portuguese-Americans can do about it. And now, Politicus. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Politicus. My name is Angela Samos, and I'm here with Denise Borges. Hey, Denise. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great, doing great. I'm excited for our guest today because she's very close to where I am, geographically, uh, Bay Area girl. We have Mayor Carol Dutra-Vernacci. Welcome, Mayor. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to, to see where this goes in the next several minutes. Yeah, we've been having some really good conversations with uh, elected officials of all levels. And, you know, it's really the goal of this podcast is to, you know, get to the heart of the stories of the elected officials and what drove them to get involved in public service, but then also find out what are some of the issues that you're facing in the different communities, because, um, you know, this is a national podcast, not just California, not just East Coast. And, you know, are there differences? Are there similarities? What can we learn from each other? So, um, so yeah, we've been having some really good conversations. And why don't we just get started by you telling us a bit about yourself and how you became involved in public service? Certainly. So, in talking about myself, I always like to talk about my family when it comes to Union City. My um, third-generation Portuguese in the United States. My grandparents came to Union City 100 years ago, and my dad was born wow. here 98 years ago. And um, then I, of course, was born here and have lived in Union City my entire life. So fast forward to high school, and I got involved in student government and was very interested in the political process or the public servant process, if you will, and helping others. So went off to college and then after college decided to become self-employed. And being self-employed allowed me to come back and have my business in Union City. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I then got involved with as a self-employed person with the Chamber of Commerce and was able to have the time to start paying attention to the local issues. And that's exactly how I got involved in city politics. There was a local issue that one of my clients walked in and was telling me about. And, and I said, I want to get involved. And the rest of it is history, as they say, because <laughs> from that point, I applied to become one of our advisory committee members and was selected because they were looking for a business person. And from there, I applied to be a planning commissioner and and got selected, and then, again, issues still going on town, specific issues. So one of those issues prompted me to run for city council, and I did get elected to the city council over that issue because it was a very divisive issue in town, and spent, we have term limits in Union City, so I spent 13 years on the city council, was turned out. Then I ran for mayor and ended up running unopposed because our current mayor had been termed out. And um, I'm now in my fifth year as um, mayor of Union City. So that's how I became involved in a nutshell. It's because of specific issues. And do you, and, and actually, thank you for, for mentioning uh, you were the mayor of Union City. I, I think I failed to, to say that in your introduction. And for those of you who are not familiar with 
California, Union City is in the East Bay of the Bay Area, uh, California, near San Francisco. So about, would you say about 45 minutes outside east of San Francisco, depending on traffic? <laughs> That's um, true, but the way I like to describe it when I'm telling people where Union City is, um, because some may also know Oakland and, and San Jose, so I'd like to right. say Union City is about the halfway point between Oakland and San Jose across the bay from San Francisco. Yep. That's true. That's true. So do you remember what that, what that issue was that uh, got you in, in involved? Sure. The first one going back to getting appointed to uh, agreeing to be appointed to as the business person to a committee was the redevelopment advisory committee. So we had our still mill, which parts of the United States can identify with. We had our old still mill, Pacific State Still, that needed to be shut down and that area of about 100 acres needed to be redeveloped. So our redevelopment agency started and that's what that issue was. And that was near and dear to me because that was near the area that I grew up in town. So that was that issue that I jumped in on. Then to actually run for city council, the issue again was that same steel mill and how it was going to be developed and a court-appointed special master was in charge in the direction the special master was going, we thought was very self-serving because it would put most of the money in the special master's pockets instead of the retirees from that steel mill. So that's why I, I ran then for the just to get that on what seemed to be a better track, in my opinion, for mm-hmm the Union City community. And then when I ran, um, so that was city council, again, all Pacific State still, as it turns out. And then running for mayor, there were still issues because this this redevelopment was something that started in the late 80s. And to this day, we're still dealing with the remnants mm-hmm. of redevelopment because Governor Brown disbanded our state's redevelopment agencies in 2011. So now we're still struggling with that because we were able to use some of those redevelopment dollars for affordable housing. Because as you know, in the Bay Area, housing Mm -hmm. is very expensive and getting affordable housing built is a major challenge all over the Bay Area. Playing upon that, uh, Mayor Dutrevenacci, uh, a little bit about uh, you're talking about your family and your family's history in that wonderful city, that wonderful part of our country. Can you tell us a little bit about how being of a Portuguese background, how that has that has shaped your uh, views in the political sense and also in not just the political sense, but the public service uh, aspects and uh, some issues that uh, pertain in your uh, thoughts to the Portuguese American community. How has been the Portuguese American, how has that uh, been important to you uh, in public service, if at all? Okay. Well, not as much in public service, but but as far as the Portuguese background, as as a kid, we would go to the Holy Ghost. in Newark, in Union City, and then even when I was in high school, one of my friends was one of the queens for the Holy Ghost, so I would travel around with her to some of the other surrounding communities when they were marching in the Holy Ghost and the Festas. And so one year I was even uh, one of the side mates or what have you. So so I really appreciated my Portuguese heritage from that standpoint and the 
And I think actually that did help influence because that that fostered the sense of, of giving of Queen Isabella helping out the the less fortunate, the poor, what have you, that would come and eat. So, so that certainly was an influence. But because in Union City, at least, the Portuguese community had been here and really involved since the early 1900s, they did a lot before my time. So even the SDS Hall here in Union City as an adult for me, was was pretty isolated. The Portuguese community in town really wasn't getting involved as a community. I think in Newark, as an example, with the Newark Hall, they, from what I know about Newark, seem to be more involved in the political process. There is a, a council member in Newark that's very mm-hmm. a Portuguese, mm-hmm. very involved with the hall, and I see more of a connectivity in Newark than I do in Union City. I know that the hall is, the Portuguese are proud to have me as their mayor because when I do go to events, they're always sure to introduce me and and even invite me to make sure I know that there's an event going on. So in any case, I think that's part of the influence of giving back, knowing what the traditional festas are about and, and helping others. But I don't see in Union City others of Portuguese descent really stepping up to get involved in the political process. And I would love nothing more, actually. Mm-hmm. When you speak to others in the community, any speculation as to why that might be? I mean, I, I know Denise and I have our own thoughts on that, but uh-huh. curious as to if there's if you have any thoughts on, uh, you know, why why we don't see more involvement, whether it's generally or or specifically in Union City. Now, that is a very good question. I'm not sure what the answer is. I I think it might just be lifestyle these days mm-hmm. because it, it could be, for example, economics. If it's, as we've talked about, it's very expensive to live in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And it may be that people are so busy working just to meet ends meet. And if that's not the case, then it may be because those that are still raising families mm-hmm. in today's culture, you have one of the parents running the kids around to their sports practice or their music practice or their after school activities, extracurricular, mm-hmm. what have you. Life is just so busy these days and, and it's changed. When we were growing up, it was okay for us to run in the streets and play with our friends and go to their houses. And, and these days it's, it's tragic that parents have to keep such a close eye uh, on their children yeah. because mm-hmm. of all of the crimes that are out there, kidnappings, what have you. Yeah. So part of it, I think, is, as I say, just the, the change in in society. Yeah, and I think it's a good point, and I, w- I would agree uh, very much. There's so much more demands on, on people's time. I'd love to, love to learn a little bit more about, you know, Union City specifically and being in the Bay Area, and you've already mentioned development and affordable housing. So what are some of the issues that are that you're working on right now, and are they very specific to Union City, or do you think that they're more California in general, or what are some of those well, those issues? There? That's a very good question. I, I think issues that that I'm working on, for first of all, just a little bit about Union City's background, because we were talking a bit about the Portuguese community, but 
Union City is one of the more diverse cities in California, actually, because 54% of Union City's population is actually Asian, be it Japanese, Chinese, Filipino, Indian, what have you. So we do have a large Asian population and then some of everything else, if you will. So we are very diverse. So one of the issues that we deal with in Union City is the the diversity. We we cherish that. It's it's it makes Union City part of what Union City is all about. You can come to Union City and feel very comfortable, or at least that's our hope, because we are welcoming to all no matter where you're where you're from. So that that's one thing that's always important and we foster that open arms attitude. Now, in terms of issues, as we're talking about Silicon Valley, the Bay Area, and the East Bay, for those that aren't familiar with, again, getting back to housing, because that's a big issue, when we're talking about Union City and the East Bay, we refer to ourselves as the affordable side of the Bay, because (laughs) the South Bay, the actual, the heart of Silicon Valley, if you will, down towards Mm -hmm. the Santa Clara area is very expensive. So whether it's for a business that wants to locate or residential that wants to locate, the East Bay is the affordable side of the Bay. And in addition to our location, it's a lot of the country doesn't realize that we we are a good location for climate and for education because again Union City I think of as being central to the University of Berkeley just mm-hmm. north of us straight across the bay is Stanford just to the south of us is Santa Clara University not even talking a, or in addition to that our state universities we've got universities the San Jose State University, California State University, Hayward now called East Bay, and then our junior colleges. We have Mm -hmm. several junior colleges in the area. So for somebody that's looking to get a good education, that's another great reason to be here. It's, It's all central, and our transportation systems are second to none, as the saying goes. We have the Port of Oakland. We have the three international airports, Oakland, San Jose, and San Francisco. So it's easy for me to go from Union City specifically to the Silicon Valley, to the Bay Area as a whole, because there's just so much positive going on here. But in terms of all of that wonderfulness, one of the issues we face besides the affordable housing is our transportation issues. Because, if, as you know, you've been on our roads during commute times, and it's very congested. So we're doing what we can to get people out of their cars to either bicycling or walking if they're near something to the public transportation, be it busing, be it BART, be it um, our rail system. So I, I think to your question of what's important, what am I working on? Those those are really big issues, the housing and the transportation elements. And, and if I may, as we we're talking about Union City and in general, and if I may just uh, bring it back to the Portuguese-American part of it, I mean, you have such a sure. wonderful 
history because your family's been there for 100 years. That's just uh, that tells anyone something about your connection to the city and to the community. So, I mean, 100 years ago, I'm sure your family was one of the few immigrants to that area at that time that then continued for many years. How has the community, as someone who's been a lifelong resident of Union City, uh, how has the community community changed in this length of time from your grandparents' time to your time today, especially as uh, has been mentioned, the costs of housing. Some folks have decided to relocate into other areas such as uh, North North Valley, the San Joaquin Valley from Los Banos to Tracy or now bedroom communities of people who work in, in the Bay Area. And how has the community transformed or how has it been uh, the evolution of the Portuguese American community in your eyes uh, throughout uh, your lifetime there at, and your family's uh, history in Union City? Okay, that's, that's a very good question because when my father's parents left the Azores, they were in New Bedford for a few years, Massachusetts, before they came across the country to California. So when they got here in the Dakota area, because before Union City was Union City, it was two communities of Dakota and Alvarado, but my grandparents were on the Dakota side, and I can recall stories from folks that are older than me talking about how much of a Portuguese influence there was in Dakota, and even in Alvarado, because in Alvarado is where the Portuguese hall is, so mm-hmm. so certainly what's changed over the years is the con- in Union City the concentration of the Portuguese because percentage-wise I, there used to be more of the Portuguese in town than there is today. Our population now is about 75,000 and you heard me mention that diversity with over 54% being Asian. So percentage-wise the Portuguese population has declined in Union City, and so as a result are some of the, some of the, I don't want to say traditions, that's not the right word, but, but the identity, I think, is Mm -hmm. it. So I know every year in the Bay Area circuits, our Alvarado Holy Ghost is one of the first, and so I think for the Portuguese, that is something that's very important because that does give them the opportunity to to come here and and be together. So I think that is the distinction. Back then, uh, when my dad was growing up, those Holy Ghosts were equally as important, but in the community you saw more of the Portuguese on a or activities or lifestyle throughout the community, whereas now, if you want to see that, it's more like you have to just go to the the Holy Ghost to see mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, so in other words, in your opinion, also people have mainstreamed, for lack of a better word, which happens with all you know ethnic groups in the United States throughout our history, uh, into you know other uh, events and other parts of their lifestyles, as you mentioned also earlier, that are very American. I mean, it's not just the Holy Ghost any longer. People also have their kids in baseball and football. Denise, you are exactly correct because, and thank you for using the proper terminology, if you would, that people are mainstreaming, more mainstreamed now, but they do go back to their roots when it comes to Holy Ghost season, as I call it, where they do try and attend because 
they do appreciate the tradition that is being preserved. Yeah, I would say just from my own experience with the community is that even, you know, the hall is still there uh, and it still has its its annual celebration as well as other celebrations throughout the year. But my experience is that the people that attend that celebration are actually coming from other areas in the Bay Area. Um, I don't know that a lot of them still live in Union City, but the the, the tie to their roots is still so strong that um, they still make the the trip back. Um, and it's not usually a very far trip, but they still make the effort to go back. And uh, they still have a very active hall uh, that you know with a strong board, and and they still do lots of lots of things. So it's interesting that even even when we've mainstreamed the folks still put in the effort to, to keep it going, even if it's just for our own, uh, you know, and that we don't get a lot of non-Portuguese at the Holy Ghost Festas, we still, you know, maintain it for, for our own, our children and, and you know, the legacy that, that we leave. You do raise a very good point because you're right in thinking about the leadership of the hall right now, the majority of them don't live in Union City, so they do mm-hmm. come here and I, and I have noticed that. So, that is certainly a, a very true statement. And the other thing that I might mention is going back to even when I was a kid and how you say that it's mostly the Portuguese that show up for these events. When I was a kid, it used to be around the hall. The neighborhood didn't matter what their background was, be it the Filipinos in the neighborhood, etc., that would come to the hall and enjoy the Holy Ghost because there's some folks now that, um, again, Filipino descent that lived in the vicinity of the hall, and that's what they would tell me. Oh, Carol, we always loved um, Holy Ghost time, so when the next one's coming up, please let me know so that I can come, because that person now lives out of the area as well. That's wonderful. And as some of the communities are changing, as you mentioned, in Union City and many other parts of California and throughout the, the U.S., just uh, your brief comments and your thoughts on something that happened a few months ago here in California, the California Portuguese American Coalition that had the summit in Sacramento, and we thank you for participating, and uh, some of the networking that went on there for that day and a half or so. How important in your eyes are this, uh, this networking of Portuguese Americans in different parts of the state to get to know each other and also to maybe encourage others who are Portuguese background to get involved in politics and taking a jump into the national level through PALCAS and all the work that's being done by PALCAS. How important, first of all, my question is kind of two-faced, how important do you feel these networks uh, can be in the future for Portuguese Americans of uh, various um, generations, especially because uh, we've mainstreamed so well? Um, And second of all, how do you important you feel this is, uh, even at a national level, that we, the communities now with the technology that's available, uh, maybe have an opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better and encourage others to take the step that uh, Carol Duchovnachi took a few years ago. Okay, there's a lot in that. (laughs) Questions within questions, but I can do it. I was actually thrilled to be able to participate the first part of June up in Sacramento for that day, day and a half, because there were other elected officials there as well as non-elected officials participating through different parts of the state, but what we had in common was the Portuguese ancestry. So I think that's important 
because as elected officials, here we're talking about me in Union City, the elected officials, for example, the council member from Los Banos, that's more of a farming community. And certainly in California, the Portuguese were very strong and still are very strong in the farming industries, be it dairy or what have you. So for me, being a Bay Area person, it was important for me to remember and see the Portuguese influence that's happening in our Central Valley. So at the state level, I I think that was very important because I really wasn't thinking until I went to Sacramento and, and saw those folks about the Portuguese influence that or the Portuguese that have influenced the California farming system. So as I think more about the state of California and the nation as a whole, I realize that's the same all the way across the country because certainly on the East Coast, there is the Portuguese influence. And I, I, I think it's great to remember our heritage and, and the hard work because if anything... That's one thing I've always said once I was able to, to go back to Portugal and see the hardworking people there. I came back saying, you know, the one thing that I am really impressed with is how hardworking the Portuguese people have always been. It's the same for the Portuguese that came by way of Hawaii. They they were there mm-hmm. because they were such great hard workers as well. And on my mom's side, my mom's side did come by way of Hawaii. So hmm. so I've seen both ends, if you will. So in terms of the question is, is how important is that going forward for getting the Portuguese community involved? I think with that strong work ethic, that's important for any public servant or elected official. So that is a great background. And in terms of encouraging the young Portuguese that are up and coming, I certainly do encourage them to get involved and be proud of their Portuguese heritage. We do have so many other cultures that are, are doing the same. We, I know as a, an elected official over the years, we've seen the Latino caucus, the Black caucus, the mm-hmm. Asian caucus. So it obviously works. It's, it's worked for other folks and it's, it's high time that the Portuguese come up with their own Portuguese caucus as well, if you will. Not not so much to be excluding others, but to recognize our heritage and do what we can to be inclusive and help others mainstream. It was it's hard for anybody when they come here. So if if we can help others be inclusive, then you've also got that added benefit of being able to say, yes, that person who happens to be Portuguese helped me and I will be forever grateful. Wonderful. I, I totally agree. And, and I don't think we could have a better note to, to end the podcast on actually. So we, we've come up on our time and um, I think we've touched on some really important topics here and, and I, we really appreciate your time, Mayor Carroll. And thank you also, Denise, for, for being here as well, as always. And to our listeners, thank you for your time today. And we hope that you enjoyed the, the podcast and the interview. Uh, we will be including a link to 
to the you know city of Union City and some more information about Mayor Dutra Vernacci. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about her, or reach out to her. Uh, we encourage you to do so, especially if you have any interest in getting involved and uh, if you live near the area and want to, to become more involved. Um, so with that, we, we thank you for, for listening and supporting this podcast. Please hit subscribe. Please share with your friends and family. And please also leave us a review on iTunes and or SoundCloud. And with that, uh, thank you both for being here. Thank you so much for inviting yeah. us. Yes. And uh, until next time, have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Politicus, the official podcast of Palcus, the Portuguese American Leadership Council of the United States. Palcus is the premier national organization representing the interests of the Portuguese American community at large. To learn more about Palcus and how to become a member or to make a donation, visit www.palcus.org. To submit feedback or suggestions about the podcast, email us at palcus.palcus.org. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of the show are not endorsed by Palcus.